So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to 90 Day Fiance MK. I'm Mr. O, and today, Miss H and I will be discussing season nine, episode four of 90 Day Fiance. In this episode, Ari and Benny's sisters mutually avoid each other. Kobe gets very emotional meeting Coben for the first time. Bilal has lots of opinions on Shida's behavior so far. Jabri and Miona try their hand at making dinner. Kara and Guillermo have different budget priorities. And we meet Patrick, a former competitive weightlifter with a very jealous fiance. As always, we'll end with our students of the week, class dunces, and life lessons. If you like what you hear, please give us a five-star rating and subscribe. And if you're also watching Love After Lockup, we're covering that on our other podcast, Love After Lockup MK. All right. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and enjoy. Hello, Mr. O. Hello, Miss H. How are you today? I, I'm doing pretty good on this Mother's Day. And, you know, like we said, we said on both podcasts, but I think it's worth doing. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers Happy out there. Happy Mother's Day. I know neither of us are mothers, but we appreciate all the moms that are out there. Definitely. Definitely. Speaking of mothers, we had a couple. We have a couple moms in the mix here. Yeah, we do. Um, let's start with the the most obvious mom. Well, there's two obvious moms. I'm gonna start with Emily because she was momming the hardest. I feel like in this episode. <laughs> sure. So we do start with a bunch of shots of the Kansas City skyline, which confused me because I thought they were back in Salina already. But I really didn't have too much time to think about that because my brain was almost immediately taken up by Kobe in his tidy whities walking around the oh hotel God, room. I know, right? <laughs> They're trying to prove he really was an underwear model. I was like, oh. I guess that's what it is. Yeah. So he's walking around his, you know, tidy whities and his, his white A shirt, you know, you know, and he's giving coffee to what's apparently a topless Emily. She doesn't come out of his sheets, but her shoulders are exposed. So it does seem like the sexual chemistry between them picked up right where it left off. Well, except for maybe the snoring. But it wasn't enough to just show us this. Apparently, they had to give us a flashback with the two of them, like, making out and ripping each other's clothes off. So Kobe says he doesn't regret their night together, but is now very excited to meet Coben. So she does make him a little nervous by saying that basically everybody's going to be there. Um, and, you know, and, you know, this is the first time she's ever actually brought a guy home. So it's super awkward. So as they drive, they don't like, they kind of just keep saying, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. But they get visually more and more nervous as they get closer to the house. And eventually they get there and park under a nice sign they made that says, welcome Kobe. So before they can even go in, Kobe breaks down crying. So they do get inside and Coben is with grandma and grandpa. And, you know, he has this little heart sign that he has for, for Kobe. And it's, but when he gets there, he's way more interested in Emily's boobs than he is in his dad. So, you know, she takes care of that while he hugs his parents. So after he sits there and kind of looks at Kobe and he gets all teary eyed once again and, um, you know, just just complete has a complete breakdown for, I mean, tears of happiness, clearly. So Kobe doesn't seem to know what's going on or what to think. And he's being very shy and very clingy to Emily. So soon enough, Madeline, Emily's sister comes in and the whole family is together. So David, Emily's dad, is talking about, you know, how he wants to kind of take things, be real slow, take things kind of as they come because uh, he's nervous about this whole everybody under the same roof dynamic is going to work. So they settle down and everybody kind of sits awkwardly quiet around because Coben is, you know, trying to fall asleep while feeding. And, you know, it's pretty awkward because everybody has to sit there quietly, but it's not – 
at least nobody says anything that makes things like bad or awkward or weird or, you know, not no judgment up top. So, I mean, how do you think how, how I thought it was very touching the first meeting between father and son here? I thought it was incredibly sweet. I thought that Kobe was incredibly understanding because, you know, it's really funny, but you kind of always think about babies as just being like, you know, these little like bundles of love, right? And just like, hold me, hold me. But they can be like this where they like, you know, get nervous or scared with people they're unfamiliar, even with people they're familiar with, right? There's just a mood. They like don't want to be held, you know, they don't want to hug. They don't, you Mm -hmm. know, and so Mm -hmm. he didn't have a reaction about that. He didn't take it offensively. Um, He just kind of realized that, you know, it's going to take time for him to understand that that's his dad Mm -hmm. and to like warm up to him. And it's going to take some consistency. And I appreciated that he didn't like push it because sometimes you'll get like family members that come in and they're like, let me hold the baby. I don't care that it's screaming. It doesn't want to be held, but I'm going to carry it, like hold it anyway. Yeah. Give it to me anyway. Yeah. It'll be fine. I'm his father. It'll be fine. Like, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I thought he was very understanding and patient. And so I thought it was a very good meeting. Good first meeting. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I kind of wish, I don't know, I don't, I, the way they did it, it's kind of awkward to meet your son, but also at the same mm-hmm. time, meet her parents. Like, yes, that seemed like it was so. something that kind of should have been like just like him and Emily and the kid. Right. Right. And then yeah. you can bring the parents in later. But it was like seemed weird to do it but i don't think it bothered him all that much because i don't think he was no. like whatever those people i'm not paying attention to like they're like they're there they could be there i don't care right yeah and i thought he was very respectful like yes. he started mm-hmm. off by thanking them because you know they are letting him live there and they've been taking care of his son for the first 18 yes. months of his life sure mm-hmm. i mean it definitely scanned that the kid would be super shy because he was born during covid Right. And yeah, so he so probably, probably hasn't seen. seen all that many people right. besides the ones that are in the house. Yeah. Yeah. And it's got to be a weird concept for a kid to constantly see a picture or a video of someone and then see them in real life. You know, it's like, I wonder, you know, what that kid is thinking when that situation happens. Right. And it's, it's yeah, it's it's different. It's totally different yeah. seeing somebody in real life there. Honestly, probably part of it is from, I imagine, from a 17-year-old's perspective, he's like way bigger. Like, oh, that's the person I saw on the video all the time, but a giant version of them because I'm used to seeing <laughs> yeah. this little like, you know, in the screen or whatever. And it's like, oh, my, they're like really big, like. Bigger than anyone in this house. This is the big, literally the biggest person he's ever seen. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true, huh? Well, yeah, I don't know if they ever take him out like on outings because even though it is COVID times. Yeah. He, they may have taken him to a playground. They may have taken him to like a grocery store or something. Sure, sure, sure. You know, he he may have been out and about and seen other people, but you're right. It's not the norm. He's not going to daycare. I mean, he's still really young. Yeah. What, 17 months? 17 months is what they said. Yeah. Yeah. So he's definitely not in school. So. Sure. Yeah. It doesn't seem like she has a whole lot of friends with kids around either. So. Right, right. I mean, it definitely, she definitely seems to be that. Like that trailblazer in the friend group, like the first one that has a kid and it's all like, and they, and they usually disappear. Yes. I was going to say, because that's the thing too. They're not that old. I mean, they're 30. I mean, they're, 
I think that's kind of a, I would say, an average age now of when people start thinking about having kids is 30. So I, I don't think that she's the first one of her friends to have kids. I wouldn't think that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. But well, it's just it's I just don't I think she's also back in Salina or whatever. And it's just not many people around. It's a it sounds like a yeah. pretty small town. And they're on that like farm. Like they're pretty remote. Like they were they were, you know, passing a bunch of old houses and, uh, you know, one playing roads. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, let's go ahead and move on to Bilal and Shida. So Shida's feeling kind of resentful that Bilal tested her and just didn't trust her. Uh, But she has no time to think about that because Bilal's mom and uh, brother and sister are coming over for lunch. And Shida's nervous about meeting his family, especially since Bilal is, as she uh, referred to it as, the blue-eyed baby, which means that they're the favorite in uh, Trinidad. Shida is awkwardly trying to pose herself in the kitchen, which is really cute and funny, uh, when his family arrives. They do a group hug and everyone is all smiles. Bilal thinks that Shida has a good heart and spirit, so she's optimistic about their future. His sister, Nefertari, asked about the childhood home, you know, the prank house. And Shida just kind of looks down and says she felt like she had stepped back in time and she was trying to be very careful with her words. But then Bilal just throws her under the bus and tells the family her reaction was questioning why he bought her there. Nefertari then asks her about being a stepmom and possibly being a mom. And Bilal kind of steps in and says he's kind of unsure about adding to the brood. He knows how hard it is to raise kids, and he thinks that Shida has illusion, uh, disillusions about how her life uh, is going to really change with kids. Shida is annoyed that Bilal avoids the conversation of kids and seems to turn the conversation around onto her. She passive-aggressively jokes with the family about taking all their time to figure out if they're going to get married. All right, so it definitely doesn't seem like they're on the same page no. with kids. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So, and also, we've talked about this before. They've already had their religious ceremony, so they're still married. Why are they still talking about using up all this time and figuring things out? Yeah, I don't know. I It's... We, we, we always go on the people for the 90 days to figure it out. But this is an extreme case because right. not only is this not the way the visa is supposed to work, but yes. we said yeah, they've already had their, their – in religion's eyes, they're already married. So right. it really seems bad that they're on different pages in terms of the kids, right? Um, yeah. And I don't know. But it just – every time – Bilal wants to put across this certain way of looking, right? He wants mm-hmm. to be I'm a I'm a thoughtful, sophisticated, you know, intelligent, mature person who is working about my family. And then he says things like, "Oh, my partner's living in a fantasy land." Like, what yeah. the shit? Oh my god. Like he's, he's actually so bad. kind of an asshole. Yes. I don't like he's a this guy. Big asshole. Like and he yeah. doesn't give the outward appearance of it, but the way he was talking about her at his family yeah. was like, what yes. the shit, man? Oh, he totally threw her under the bus several times in that conversation. Yes. Just the biggest ones was she was trying to be all like all nice because they all knew about the prank house. 
and right. the whole prank. And she was like trying to, you know, be like, oh, I was just, I thought it was a little dated. And I just, you know, I was, it just reminded me of my grandma's house. And she was trying to be like, kind of, you know, tactful in right? line with the yeah. whole, like, yeah, uh, with the whole prank, like, oh, funny, funny, you know. And then he's like, nope, she told me, why did you even bring me there? And it was so negative. And it's just like, why would you want your family to view her that way? Yes. Why are you giving your family? The harshest possible interpretation of the yes. way she behaves, like right. I, I I didn't understand it at all, and I like it's yeah. just like, do you want your family to hate this girl because yeah. that's what you're saying? Like that's what it sounds like, right? And then when they were talking about the kids, how she gave like a very like, uh, you know, what it was like to be kind of like a almost like a second mom to her nieces and nephews back in Trinidad, you know, and so she was like talking about that and. You know, she gave like a very like nice response that made it seem like she was very open to children and, you know, and then he's kind of like trying to play it off like she doesn't know what it's like to be a mom. She seems to think that she can just live her life however and, you know, well, that's not how it is. She doesn't know and it's just like, ah, I do not like this guy. It's just like every time his family had like a question about or insecurity about, oh, are mm-hmm. you sure? Have you thought about that? He's like, yeah, you guys are right. This could be shit. She has no idea what's going on. Like, aren't you supposed to be supportive of your partner and not like just like, oh, no, family, you guys are totally right to be concerned about that. She's a piece of shit. Like, that's what it sounded yeah. like he was saying the whole time. I know. It was not good. So, oh, uh, Shida. I mean, I would say run away, but. She's not supposed to. She's religiously married to this guy. <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 All right. There's just pretty short. So let's go to another short one. And that was uh, Cara and Guillermo. Mm-hmm. So Karen Guillermo, so Guillermo and they're driving from the airport and he's just amazed at how much bigger everything in America is compared to Latin America. Things like the houses, the hay bells, even the cows are bigger. So he knows that Virginia is like part of the South. So his entire interpretation of the South is hoping he'll run into the Duck Dynasty guys in Alabama. Since, you know, that's the South to him. Is You have to say it like that. And it said, and it's funny because it's just like a different interpretation. He said that sounded yeah. so good. I was like, mm-hmm. that's not the impression you usually get <laughs> in the States. Hearing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then we jump to the next day where they're waking up together in her apartment after breaking in the new bed last night. So he really enjoyed the shower that had hot water since that was missing from the last place he lived in. So as they unpack, and she's looking to make space now, it's always a concern, like you didn't do that beforehand, right. in her drawers, uh, they talk about the things that he wants to buy, like a computer, which immediately becomes a fight. So she doesn't think he needs one, and maybe if he has to buy some stuff, they should start with a toothbrush. So she says oh, that their budget is pretty tight, and they have about $6,000 saved, and doesn't want to spend... About, you know, one sixth of that on a new computer for him, especially if she can, if he can just use hers. So uh, definitely uh, a difference of opinion here because he was like, why? That's my money. I sold my bike. And she was like, nah, but we both have to use that money. So it's weird because like I said, she said he could use his computer. And it took a long time in the argument to get to that point. I was like, well, does she have a computer? Does she have a computer? Um, But he doesn't want to get in trouble like – on what he's looking at on the computer. So anyway, she's frustrating because she feels like, you know, she's the kind of person that budgets budgets things and figures it out. And he's just like, 
more impulsive and wants to just buy what he wants to buy. So in the conversation, though, he also is feeling like she's talking down to him. Uh, so I know both of us are budgeted budgeting people in terms of these splurging people. So mm-hmm. I definitely kind of saw what Kara was getting at more than Guillermo did. But do you mm-hmm. think she handled it as well as she could have? Well, I think well, instead of having a conversation about the computer, they really need to have a conversation about like kind of the root of it. Mm-hmm. So does he have money that is his to spend? Or is his money supposed to be pooled with her money? Because the reality is, is that she's the one who is likely paying for this visa. Mm-hmm. And so if she sees it that way, then it isn't fair that, you know, he gets to spend, quote, his money on things for just him. Sure. Especially when she's dipping into savings for, well, also, who's paying for this wedding, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, so Mm -hmm. things like that. And I think they really need to get into, like, how they're splitting up the money. And I do think there does need to be some kind of mechanism for this is what I get to spend my my I have some kind of allowance for things for just me. Mm-hmm. Now, do I think it should be a thousand dollars? No. I right, mean, right. at that point, it's kind of like, well, what can we, you know, what can we buy instead of just saying no to a computer? Well, maybe we can get a tablet for you, you know, or something used or something you know yeah and I, i'm more of like on the line as i think she should have handled it by like oh you want a computer that's great uh let's look at our budget and see where we can find money for that if if we can yeah. find money for that in the budget not mm-hmm. like uh i don't see why you need a computer um because right. you know we have to spend and kind of let him come to all right great well what's the stuff we have to spend money on first how much yeah. money do we have left over after that because it might be like four hundred dollars right. and you'd be like you're seeing now why we can't get a computer Right. Right. Because it's like it's like, well, oh, great. Let's 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 look at the budget together as a team instead of just being like, well, I think that's a poor like budgeting choice. I don't want to spend a sixth of our money on this. There was a lot of, you know, a lot of the I stuff. And like and I did think she was talking down to him. It was Mm -hmm. very like mom talk. Like, oh, yeah. let's and because she even like, well, we need to spend things on things we need instead of things you want. Right. It was like that was very condescending. Yeah. Right. And I think also, too, is like, how do you know he doesn't need that? Right. You know, maybe the type of work that because we've talked about I know he can't really work right now, but we've talked about before, I think, like freelance stuff. Mm -hmm. Like if he does something freelance online that would allow him to get paid through his country that he's allowed to work in. He right. could make a little bit of money that way. Right. Yeah. I'm not sure what all the, all the rules and restrictions are in terms of – because you can do a lot of online – the freelance online work. And maybe yeah. he doesn't even doing freelance work. Maybe he's taking this time when he can't work to do training, right, to do yeah. online coursework, things like that. Right. That might have sure. set him up to have a job because he can certainly do that and he would need his own computer for that. But he it's – and again, because then he kind of messed up with his thing. It was like, well, I don't want to get in trouble for what I'm looking at on your computer. And it's like, yeah. well, let's, ba- like, let's unpack that. What are you getting in trouble right. for? Right. It's <laughs> like, like porn? What's going on here? Texting other girls? Th- that – yeah, because <laughs> I think like porn would even be like, all right, like 
I understand you're home alone all day and there's there probably be some porn watching. It's the texting other girls. It seems like it would really get you in trouble. Like, and it's like, yeah, yeah you can't just open that in a cognito window or something, man. Like, like, let's go. Oh, my goodness. I know. Right. Yeah. All right. I think they need to figure out kind of the bigger. Yes. It's 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 always an issue when people fight over money is that they yes. never actually address the root issue with the money and they just spend right. all this time fighting over the branches. Yes, yes. Because, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, okay, well, today it's a computer. Tomorrow it's he's going to want another bike. Right, right. And so then what? He's going to want a bike because he can't drive and it's a it's a right. bike. It's a bikeable place. Like he needs yeah. he needs he needs the scooters. It's a very yeah. it would be a very scooter. It's a very scooter friendly town. Oh, OK. That's good to know. All right. Uh, let's talk about Jabria Miona. So it's the morning after their first night. Miona is asking Jabri to make her breakfast. Jabri's a little nervous because she's always lived with her mom, who's done basically everything for her. Cooked, yeah. cleaned, everything. So Jabri asks her to start unpacking, but Miona doesn't think it's a good idea because she doesn't want to stay. Miona asks why he's pushing to stay there and ignoring her wishes to leave. Jabri tells her they have to save since she wants to have an expensive-looking wedding. Jabri says they can move when she gets her makeup line going and he has his music career on its feet. Miona then asks if his mom was serious about cooking dinners a couple times a week and Jabri says, yeah. So they head to the grocery store. Apparently, Miona cooked for Jabri once and while he ate it all, he was on the toilet the whole time after. Miona is surprised by string cheese, frozen prepared food, and the plastic-looking produce. Even though Miona wants to try corn dogs, they get some frozen chicken Alfredo. Miona says that her parents didn't really have rules for her, so she's not happy about Mahala's rules. When they get home, Miona tries string cheese for the first time. She wants to just bite it, but then peels it after Jabri intervenes. She doesn't think it has much taste. She then asks about David, and uh, Jabri tells her that he wants to get back. He wants to get the band back together. Jabri recounts how David got a negative impression of Miona after they were in David's hometown eating at a restaurant when the electricity went out and Miona complained and called the restaurant stupid. Miona brushes it off, saying that it was just a one-time interaction, and if he's going to judge her based on that, she really thinks that David is just jealous that Miona is taking Jabri away. Miona is glad Jabri is going to be making music again, but isn't so sure about with David all the time. Jabri says that David is his godfather, which means that they're family, and Miona doesn't seem to care. Jabri is going to be spending more time with David and sees issue uh, with Miona having a problem with that. They're cooking the frozen food, and Miona thinks it smells funky. So they plan on not saying anything about it being frozen. Jabri is a little worried about what his mom thinks of the food. Mahala and Brian come home to dinner, and they're hesitant but surprised. And she takes a bite of the Alfredo and just doesn't really say much except, mm, like she's confused. <laughs> Probably confused to because they're all questioning if it's really chicken. Mm -hmm. uh, Miona asks if it's terrible, and she says it's edible. Brian questions if it's really chicken. They decide to dump hot sauce on it to make it more palatable. Miona didn't want them to hate it, but she also didn't want them to have high expectations of her cooking. <laughs> Brian says he respects their effort, and then Jabri acts all offended that they didn't like it. 
Jabri then tells his parents when Miona leaves the room that they need to be easier on her because she's never done this before. All right. So, uh, do you think that Mahala and Brian are going to ask Jabri and Miona to cook more? Uh, they should. I mean, they also should be more chill about it. Like, the thing is, is I'm calling, you call, I call shenanigans on this. This food was awful. Like, I've cooked that kind of food before, right? I've cooked the, the frozen, the frozen uh, like pastas or whatever. They're not. But if they didn't cook it right. There's no way to not cook it right. You literally put it in a pot and heat it up. Like everything, the the all the sauce is frozen in there. It's like frozen but chunks they were, of like, sauce. Stir frying it. You literally put it in a pan and heat it up oh, okay. until it's so done. It's in a pan. Yeah. You literally all heat right. it in a pan and heat it up. So like, is it the best food? Absolutely not. Like. No, I mean, it's definitely frozen food, but like, is it like, I don't know that this is chicken. Oh, I can't even, oh, it's awful. Like, that's extreme. Like, I just don't even understand how that is any easier than just getting yes. like a jar of Alfredo sauce. Because I mean, Alfredo sauce comes in a jar, yes. you know, I mean, it's not was, like you have to yes. make it from scratch. I was scratch. definitely like, why don't you just get a box of pasta, a, a jar yes. of Alfredo sauce and the chicken shortcuts? Like, yeah, done. <laughs> I, I don't understand. Like, all right. It seemed to be the same amount of effort and energy. Yeah, you but, boil you it know. at least because, I mean, if I was making actual chicken Alfredo, I'd probably like put mushrooms and maybe some peppers. If I was like doing to impress. Right. I would not just have right. chicken pasta and Alfredo sauce, but they could have chicken pasta and Alfredo sauce like that. They, they could have done that. Yeah. I don't know if Mahala and Brian expected them to be cooking dinner day one either. Because I almost see it as, you know, if Mahala knew that Miona didn't have any experience with cooking, maybe it was like, join me in the kitchen. It's not like you're working, right? Right. Join me in the kitchen, maybe learn a thing or two, and then you can start to take over. Right. Yes. It would. That's the, I thought it would make sense for that. But I don't yeah. think, I'm not even sure Jabri ever went grocery shopping. This definitely looked like a first trip to the grocery store for everybody. <laughs> Like, what do we yeah, get? Right. What is their frozen Do they have stuff? a Trader Joe's there? I feel like they would have been better off there. Because if you're going to get prepared food, Trader Joe's has some pretty good already prepared food. They might. I don't know. I don't know. I But I'll be honest. I don't go. I don't go to. I'm not going to multiple grocery stores when I go grocery shopping. So I don't go to Trader Joe's and then go. Because then you have to go to other stuff for like, you know, there's other stuff that you can't get Trader Joe's that you need. I need my, you know. Like I think chips. you get spring cheese at Trader Joe's. Probably. Dang. I don't know. But I, I don't feel like I could do all of my grocery shopping. My daughter needs her mac and cheese and she's got to get the specific Oh, you type. definitely can get mac and no, cheese No, 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 no. She has a specific kind of mac and cheese. Oh, God. Okay. Well, yeah. If you're looking for a specific brand, yeah, that's not going to happen there. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's what's just – I've just – I can't – I don't I, – I've never – I don't – I think – I don't think I've been to a Trader Joe's in uh, 15 years. Oh, what? I go there all the time. No, it's it. The, well, the one that's nearest me is not convenient to go to. And I literally live across no. the street from a um, the big just supermarket. So I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go. I could literally walk to that one. So I just go there and do all my grocery shopping, which is similar to the yeah. one they were at. But it's like, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, they made cooking seem a lot harder than it is for like, yeah. for anybody. So, yeah, maybe maybe sometime in the kitchen. Right. I was going to say, in this day and age, with all the crap that we have, like all the instant pots and the air fryers, it seems like cooking is not that difficult. Yeah, maybe you have to do a little bit of internet research 
on like, you know, ideas for recipes and stuff like that. But I feel like nowadays, like cooking is time consuming. I'm not saying it's not, but it's like just mostly just it's easy enough just to throw things in a pot or throw oh, things and like yeah. leave it unattended, you know? Yeah. My, I, I would say, I would say for me, like 90% of a challenge for cooking is figuring out what I want to add, what I want to make. Yes, that's true. Like that's, sure. that's it. After that, it's like, oh, I, oh yeah. Same. Actually when it's there and it's like, oh, I'm having this tonight. Fantastic. Cooking is easy. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. it's that, that part that's tough. But I mean, I, I'll be honest. I do appreciate, you know, unlike Bilal there, like um, Jabri, like standing up for, Miona, yes. Right. Yeah. I'd be like, absolutely. guys, that was not cool. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of goes back to what we were talking about, too, about, um, you know, on our uh, Love After Lockup. Like, it's there are some things that you can say they're just not acceptable, like uh-huh. for uh, being negative about saying that you don't like something. Right. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. And they were you're adults. Like, uh, yeah. Like, hmm, maybe we maybe you just could use an extra, extra salt. Like, but to be. Yeah, they they were they were they went overboard in telling her how bad yeah. her food was. I thought so. I thought. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at least Miona wasn't like offended by it. Like I, that's what I thought was kind of funny is Jabri acted more offended than she really was. Mm-hmm. She was kind of like, "Cool, maybe they won't ask me to cook again." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it gets worse because yeah, my next move would be like, "All right, well, how about you come to the kitchen with me and we'll learn how to cook if, if, if you know, yeah. you need practice with it. And you'd be like, no, that's the opposite right. of what I, this is worse. Now I'm deeper in. <laughs> All right. So leave enough. My last group is Ari and Binium. So everyone is all getting packed up for the trick for America tonight. Benium is still stressed about how things went down last night when Wish threw wine in Ari's face. He knows the right move would have been to tell them about his move to America earlier. But now the family is coming over for lunch to say goodbye to Avi and Ari declines going. So Binium thinks she should at least come to say goodbye to everyone. But Ari is just like, that's just going to be everybody yelling at me. And I don't need to be there for that. So she now has put the entire conflict on them. She knows she says she tried her best to be nice and she's got nothing from his family but insults and disrespect. So now that that's all settled, Binny goes goes to the goodbye lunch with just him and Avi. He doesn't want, you know, the night before to be the last night he saw them before he left. He wants to get some peace. So they ask where Ari is. And he said, he said, well, I invited her, but she didn't want to come. I don't know why. So they, they kind of say that's the right decision, but they wish a little bit that Ari would have come and apologized to them. Because Wish thinks that 100% she was in the right and doesn't owe Ari any apology at all. So they think that Benny is too naive and this whole situation is going to end up hurting him very much. So there's lots of tears and sadness, but they tell him they support him no matter what. They also encourage him when he's in the States to reconnect with his first son who lives with his ex in the U.S. So he's still holding out hope that Ari can, you know, form a better connection with his family because without that, he fears he may lose touch with them when when he's in the U.S. So at the end of a lunch, he invites them to the airport to say goodbye. So it's time to leave now and we get another 90-day classic, which is people trying to put put a bunch of luggage on a really small uh, wagon thing. But this time it's um, some just taking it to the van. So on the way to the airport, he continues the habit of mentioning things way too late and tells Ari, oh yeah, by the way, my family might be there. So by the time they get there and everything is out of the, getting getting everything out of the van, Wish and Mimi are there and they're trying to like they're like standing off to the side waiting for Benny to be alone because they don't want to say goodbye with Ari there. So they're kind of like 
awkwardly there. And then she gets what's going on and kind of weirdly goes and like stands facing into the van so they can all say their goodbyes. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, things things get weird when, you know, Ari, do, Ari doesn't want to bring Avi, who's taking a nap in the van. She doesn't want to bring him out for a kiss because he's sleeping and it's cold. And in, instead of like, and then they interpret this as, Instead of Ari doesn't want to bring Avi out of the van as Ari doesn't want us to say goodbye to Avi. What a bitch. She's keeping us away from our nephew. So they cry and tell producers how this whole situation is like the worst thing imaginable for Benny. So, of course, everyone's worried about everyone like everyone. He's worried about how he'll assimilate into American culture, but he doesn't have a choice when he moves to America. So how long is it going to take? Binium to learn how to fully explain something instead of halfway explaining it and giving the worst possible impression to both parties. Is he ever going to figure out how to do that? No, he's never going to figure it out. But also, I kind of feel like um, Ari should have just sucked it up. And, you know, it's like, I don't like that she does that. Like, she uses Avi uh, and her protective, she like comes off as a very, very protective mom. At least she wants you to think that. But I think it's a little both. I do think she's very protective of Avi, like because we saw her in the hospital kind of being unreasonable at times. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like I also think it's an excuse to, you know, get back at everyone, right? If you want to see Avi, you need to come to Kenya. And like even things like, okay, well, Avi, like, he's going to be cold, so he can't possibly go out and say right. goodbye but, to the sister. But sisters. in three seconds, you're putting him in the stroller and take him into the airport. Like, he's leaving yeah. that van in three seconds anyway. Right. So I get – yeah. And yeah. so it's definitely – oh, it's definitely a power play. But it just yes. – I don't understand why, um, like, they don't – nobody seems to understand the situation. It was definitely like, no, 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 no. I'm going to make you do something. You're going to come to me if you want to say goodbye yeah. to this kid. But the way – Binium tells him that isn't like, oh, she doesn't want to bring him out of the van, but you can go over and say goodbye if you want to. He doesn't say that. Yeah. He's like, oh, she's not bringing him out of the van. Yeah. Right? And so they think, based on what Binny has told them, oh, this bitch is keeping us from saying goodbye. Oh, wait. Didn't he say that he's napping? Yeah. And so he kind of half explains it. It's like he's napping, but like, yeah, they're like, okay, fine. Could we give him a kiss? I know he won't know we did, but like – I'd yeah. like to see the kid one last time. But and it's the same way when it's like when Ari doesn't come to the party, it was like, well, you know, things went really bad last night and she doesn't want it to be a huge to do and the thing and have more fighting when we're here. So, you know, she, you know, I think we think it's best that she didn't come. He's like, I don't know. Yeah. I invited her and she said no. Like I know he's just I don't know why he doesn't fully do explain something things to kind of. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because it's definitely making their situation worse. Yeah, it's it's always yeah. because because he just can't stand anything being his decision, or he's just so afraid they're going to be mad at him. So he has to just be like, I don't know. I invited her, and she said no. Hmm. Like, and just like last time, he it was more than happy to let until the wine got thrown. He was more than happy to give the impression that I don't know. She said we had to go to the U.S., so I guess that's what we're doing. Yeah. Like, so so it's like he just never makes – because he, he just never wants to recognize that the decisions he made were decisions he made. Because even at the end, yeah. he's like, I don't want to – I don't know if I'm going to be over to America, but I don't have a choice. It's like, yeah, you do. You do have a choice. Like, 
Yeah. It's not a pleasant choice, but you had the choice and you were ultimately the one that chose to go to America to be with your son. And that's fine. That's a great choice. But don't pretend it wasn't a choice. Yeah. I also think that, you know, Ari says, like, I've never been mean to your sisters. But then what she said to them before she got the wine thrown in her face was not nice. She said to them, I'm glad that we're getting away from you and that I don't have to ever see you again. So that wasn't very nice, you know? So when Vinny doesn't stand up for her and she says little things like that, it's like they can definitely believe that she's the one kind of orchestrating all these terrible things and thinks that she has something against them. Yeah. Right? And I think that, I don't know, I think for one, that she can't continue to think that it's all them. Maybe even if it's a reaction to things that they've done, she's also done some not-so-nice things to them as well. And until she can kind of recognize that, instead of being really stubborn, like it's their fault, not mine, this relationship is never going to get repaired. No, and it's and, – and the person that needs to realize that is Benny. Like yes. he's the one that knows both people are saying, nope, it's 100% them and 0% me. Fuck that person. Right. Like both of them are saying that. Like we literally heard both of them say, nope, everything's on them. Like we tried our best. And so if he's just going to kind of, you know, play pushover, whatever he's talking to, it's never going to work. Yeah. All right. Last one. All right. Last one was our new one. Uh, we have Patrick and... Thais? Oh. Thais. Yes. yes. Sorry, I was looking for her name. <laughs> uh, so we meet Patrick at the gym. He's 31 from Austin, Texas. Uh, he's made the U.S. national team for weightlifting, and he met his first wife at the gym, who was also a weightlifter. Before the 2012 Olympics, Patrick tested positive for human growth hormones, and two years later, he tested positive for dimethyl testosterone. And since it was his second event, he was banned from the sport. After he was banned, things got distant with him and his wife until she ended up leaving him. Patrick now lives with his brother, John, who moved into his large house with him. John and Patrick were both in Boston, or both grew up in Boston, so John has the accent, but Patrick got out before... He got it too bad. Uh So Patrick talked about his home life growing up. His parents divorced when he was a child and his mom was somewhat strained. His relationship with his mom was somewhat strained since she is bipolar and was on and off drugs. Patrick distanced himself from his family when he was weight training. And only after his divorce did he really reconnect with his older brother, John, who really helped him through everything. John and Patrick have a self-described bachelor pad, much to the chagrin of Thais, Patrick's 25-year-old model fiancé from Brazil, who is coming to live with them in just a week. Patrick's dad is Brazilian, and he retired to Brazil, and Patrick was visiting his dad when he met uh, Thais on a dating app. Patrick made a lot of trips to Brazil to see her, and 11 months later, he proposed. Patrick and John have a bunch of friends over when Patrick video calls Thais. Patrick has learned Portuguese for Thais, and she is starting to learn English. In the middle of their call, the friends and John are yelling and getting rowdy, and Thais is annoyed that they're having a party and asks why they have to live with John. Thais thinks that they just need to have their freedom, so that way they can have a family, but Patrick says that they just have to try to make things work with John. He's concerned that things may not work out with Thais, and then he'll have a broken relationship with John if he kicks him out. 
Later, John and Patrick go out to get a drink so Patrick can blow off some steam from work. John and Patrick both work in home security. Patrick does door-to-door sales and John does the installations. Patrick admits that Thais has been a priority, which means that he hasn't worked as much, which is a loss of money. Patrick has to check in with Thais because she needs to know where he is always. John then asks some random stranger if she's ever had to have her location on and shared, and she says no. Later, random stranger says it shows it's a sign of jealousy. John is surprised that Patrick offered to share his location and offered the security footage of their home to show who's been in and out of the house. Patrick says he did this willingly because he wanted to avoid arguments, which also means he can't train women reps anymore uh, through his work. Patrick thinks that when Thais gets here, he can stop with all the check-ins. He claims it will be an issue if her jealousy continues when they're actually there in person. All right, so prediction do you think Thais is gonna be this jealous in person yes why would she why would you change i don't understand the thought process like of like you're still just as jealous it's just that now you have a different way of keeping tabs on him because you can see him in real life right and i think that is exactly right like jealousy isn't going to go away it's just going to manifest itself like in a different context Mm -hmm. Um, what I think about is, oh my gosh, they were just last season. I'm already forgetting her name. Oh, Jasmine. Uh, Jasmine. Mm -hmm. Jasmine and Gino. And she was so crazy jealous that she needed the check-ins. And then once they were in person, it did seem like that jealousy thing wasn't there as much. So I do kind of, I I don't know if it's going to go the same way. Because also the other thing is that. She's on her home turf, you know, so it's not like he was surrounded by the women that he would normally be surrounded by. So this should be I I, kind of see it similar like Jasmine and Gino situation, like in terms of the level of jealousy we were seeing. Yeah, that sounds about right. But I mean, the one thing Jasmine didn't have going for her is she wasn't so jealous that she got him to um, admit to gender discrimination on national TV. Like this guy just did (laughs) like, I don't, I don't train female reps anymore. I was like, that's illegal. Like (laughs) you just literally said that if it's a woman, I won't train her. (laughs) I was like, that is something you will definitely get sued over at this point. Good job, guy. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, it's interesting because, uh, they, we don't really know like what this home security, if it's a company, is it their own situation? Right. Because it was, I think it's interesting. I don't know if it's a coincidence or, you know, if it's just because it's a smaller company that Patrick and John are both kind of like oh. working the whole oh, I pipeline think, I think here. they basically own it. I don't know if it's a franchise of a like larger security mm-hmm. company and they do the sales and things. But that's what that's what kind of that I, the impression I got was they are like kind of like owners. I don't know if it's almost like a MLM type level thing mm-hmm. where they sell it and install it. But yeah, I don't think it's, I don't think they just have happen to both be employees of the same company. I think they run it together. Yeah. So yeah, then that would definitely not be good because, you know, it's like, it's one thing if you're like, well, I prefer not to, uh, can we get someone else to do it? Yeah. And it's tricky too, because like, even that can be like, oh, so I get all the female employees get trained by, um, a lesser or like a, the secondary choice, whereas the male employees mm. get the get the get the especially if he's the boss and he manages them, right? 
Oh, yeah. The male employees get one on one time with the manager when they get training and the female employees <laughs> get trained by another by by a peer. Hmm. Like that doesn't work. It's still discrimination. Right. Oh, yeah. That's not good, Patrick. Not good. Right. I mean, not that he yeah. not that obviously not that he's uh, the biggest rule follower at all based on his uh, PED suspension. I know. That's what <laughs> I don't understand. OK, like I get like, OK, one strike. Right. But you got to know if and I mean, I'm sure he knew before, like if you knew that your second event offense, you're going to get banned. I don't understand why you would risk it. That oh, doesn't I do, make any sense because he me. couldn't make the team if he didn't. Like my choices right. are like without this age, without this hormone, without without taking the PEDs, I will lose and I will not make the team and I will not be in the Olympics. So it's like might as well take the shot and see if it's going to see if it's going to work. And that's what it's that's what it comes down to. It's like mm-hmm. and, and, and they always talk about it. It's like, oh, I, I did wrong and I took a shortcut. It was like, no, you did because you because at a certain point, it's like, nope, especially with the weight thing, like weightlifting. Right. It's not mm-hmm. like. You know, I, oh, I'm going to work on my jump shot and I'm going to make my skills better to compensate for my, you know, be the fact that my body physically will not build this muscle mass any any more than it sure. does. Right. And yeah, but weightlifting. No, somebody just builds more muscle mass than you do. And no matter how hard you train, they you know, with equal amounts of training, they get stronger than you and they're going to make mm. the team and you're not. Yeah. yeah, that's that's rough. But I Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I'm not looking forward to listening to his brother's Boston accent um, all year round <laughs> because I don't want to have any, but it's like my least favorite accent, I think. And I don't mind it too much. Um, I was going to say, I think it'll be interesting to just hear him. He's He's got a personality, you can already tell, that is going to try push her buttons. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, because he's a... I mean, he's definitely like you could tell when he's like messing around with his friends. Like he's a ball yes. buster. Like he, that's what he does. Yeah. Like he's gonna give everybody a hard time, and he does it by pushing their buttons and getting a reaction out of them, getting a rise out of them. I don't think he's even gonna do it to be like you know Bilal style. I'm testing her to see if he's good enough. She's just like, ah, I like fucking with people and getting them mad. Like I think it's funny. Oh, God, <laughs> so annoying. Yeah, so it's gonna be difficult to see him like annoy the hell out of tight yeah yeah it, that, but it'll be interesting I, i'm sure that's part of the drama too right yeah. uh it'll be interesting to see how Thais even reacts to it and if patrick is actually going to take her side i kind of feel like he might he just seems like if you're going to make like huge financial sacrifices he went and visited her quite 14 often 14 times yeah that's like that's a more lot. than once and a month. And he said sometimes two weeks at a time. Yeah. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. So it's like if he's going to do all that, I feel like in the end, as much as he doesn't want to kick out John, he's going to kick out John. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He's sacrificed a lot, he's, including what he says, $1,000 a day when he goes down there. Yeah. Which is like, mm, That's crazy. Yeah. I, 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 I'm suspect on that. Like. Yeah. Okay. But I will say, even though we've kind of ragged on Patrick a little bit, um, I am impressed that he has taken to Portuguese. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of, you know, and we've had a couple couples like Kara, too. It's like very impressive when it's like they actually try. And at first I just thought, oh, well, he knows Portuguese because, you know, his dad. His dad's Brazilian, you know. Obviously, you know, John doesn't speak it. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, John probably had more time with their dad. Yeah, that's true. Assuming that it isn't a half-brother situation. Right, right. Yeah, it, it, it did seem like – but I don't know. The way he said it and the way he said my mom was raising the four of us alone, I don't think his dad was around. Yeah. Right, so I don't think he would no. do Portuguese. Well, he from said him. they got divorced when he was seven. Yeah, yeah. But so I, dad hasn't been around since he was seven. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But then you would think, like, well, if John's older, he's had more experience with you know talking with his dad. Right. Yeah, that's true. If he'd been a little bit older. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Okay. Who was your student of the I, week? I actually went with Jabri. Um, and that was, okay. you know, kind of for dealing with his parents and yes. actually stepping stepping up and defending his significant other, right? And not right. throwing her under the bus and being like, actually, guys, that wasn't cool. She's having yeah. a lot of trouble with this. And this is a big, like, test for her. And y'all just, like, pooped all over her plate. Like, not cool. Right. I, I support that. I actually first thought of Jabri. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm going to give it to Kobe this week okay. just because it's like, you know, just it was a very good – first meeting i think with the family he made a very good first impression although they did mistake the crying for caring and we said that's often a mistake people make yeah. oh he must love him because he was crying you know it's like somehow it brings authenticity to someone's feelings when they cry yeah. uh but i'm not saying that it actually does but people interpret it yeah. that way i mean i think it's a little different when you're crying because you laid eyes on your child for the first time <laughs> yes yeah yeah but i think also that he was just so patient mm-hmm. right he wasn't yeah, pushing totally with the child. So, um, yeah, I Kobe, I gave it to Kobe. Uh, what about your dunce? I went for Bilal for doing I the absolute too. opposite thing that Jabri did and just throwing yes, his SO exactly. under the bus repeatedly. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So that brings me to my life lesson. If you want your family to have a positive image of your partner, you can't throw them under the bus and make them look bad. Yeah. Like, what are you doing, Bilal? Yeah. Yeah, totally, totally. So mine was also about family things. So like this is Benny. Like if you want uh, to smooth over a disagreement between like two people close to you, you have to be the one to actually be mediating and be talking and be figuring things out. And it's never going to work just to be like, well, maybe if they just meet again, maybe if we just bring them to the same place again, it'll fix itself. Like it oh, won't. Gosh, I know. Why would you think it would? It's funny because that, uh, like mentality or that idea is like a lot. Of, I mean, this and love after lockup, we see it all the time. Well, they just need to sit in the same room and they'll figure it out. It's like, no, they've done this several times. They fought every single time. <laughs> like something has to be different. You can't just throw people together and expect them to figure it out. Yeah, it doesn't, it, it, it works. Like they do it in TV where they like, throw people in a room and lock the door and then like they'll figure, by the, when they're done fighting, we'll unlock the door. And it's no. like, it doesn't, no, yeah, someone that's not how life works. Yes, <laughs> or their eyes clawed out or something. Right. My goodness. All right, so uh, we're just getting started with this group, especially since we just uh, saw Patrick for the first time. Right. Uh, so yeah, we're just at least all of our couples are together in person now. That's right. Well, no, because we still need no, we still need uh, Patrick's person oh, to next come week, next week. Right. Yeah, Thais. Thais. Yeah. Yeah, we did not hear from Eve and Muhammad this week, and I think that's the only yes, group we that's didn't correct. see, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it looks like we have all seven. So we're 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 on the train. Yeah. We're getting yeah, there. We're on. We're on. What's his face's train? You know, let's start dancing on the train as it curls to the Oh God! No! No! Good, no! <laughs> Good.
<laughs> all right. So uh, we will see you all next week. All right. Until okay, then. Okay, everybody. Bye. Okay. Bye.